welcome to the New Author Podcast with your hosts, Jerry Evanoff and Lindsay Evanoff. The super siblings will take you through their days as they write, publish, and market their books. They'll talk about their successes, their mistakes, and everything in between. And occasionally, they'll veer off into tangents that will most likely be discussion of which episode of The Office is their favorite. Seriously, they talk about The Office a lot. So sit back, relax, and prepare to be educated and entertained, but mostly entertained. author podcast i am one of the hosts jerry evanoff and i'm currently sitting in a closet right now um today is june 14th 2020 and with me as always is my co-host Lindsay evanoff and Lindsay, i just wanted to um i just wanted to wish you a happy birthday but it's not my birthday oh i thought we had the same birthday no Happy birthday. Oh, you remembered. <laughs> Thanks for remembering. Yes, that's right. Today is my birthday. Um, and um, how are you doing today? I'm good. And you just briefly mentioned that we're sitting in a closet. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we need to add a little bit of explanation to that. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, you want me to explain? Yeah, you talk. It's your okay. closet. <laughs> we're in my closet. So um, I don't know if you remember Jerry mentioning two weeks ago that he was going to drive down to Georgia. Um, Last Saturday, he showed up on my doorstep, um, and we attempted a podcast last week. However, uh, the sound in my office was horrible. By the time we had it figured out, we were kind of running out of day, and so then we decided that today we would sit in my closet um, where there's lots of clothes to kind of suck up the sound. I was worried that I was going to come up here and it was just going to be Lindsay's underwear everywhere, but thankfully we're not. No, I don't put those in the closet. Those are my dresser. It's weird, though, because when we went to do the podcast last last, Sunday morning, right? Like, you sit in that office with your, what are they called? The AirPods, right? That's what they're called. You sit in there, and I sit at my desk at home. It's just this giant open room, and there's, it always sounds, well, whenever we do the audio right, it sounds good, but when we did it this time, it was like echoey or metallic. It was just, it didn't sound good. So hopefully this sounds good. Um, We did a brief test beforehand but i'm not stopping and i'm posting whatever this sounds like so yeah. <laughs> all right let's uh, let's start off as always with my stats um i am currently at sixty three thousand and twenty seven words i'm up three thousand five hundred sixty four from two weeks ago which is the last time we talked which is about 1750 or so a week which is still above my average i'm pretty happy about that uh in terms of finished chapters the other number that i've been given out I'm at 43, 358. That's 33 of 51 chapters finished. It does include a little tiny bit, like 200 words of chapter 17, which I started this morning, but is not finished. Uh, let's see. My mailer light is up to 603. I, I wanted to hit this. I wanted to hit 500 like a month ago, and then I wanted to hit 600, and now I've hit 600. So obviously I'm going to say now I want to hit 700, and I've got things going to do that that we'll talk about later. Um, let's see. That's up 46 from, from the last time we talked two weeks ago. And finally, in terms of golf, I did not golf last week because I was here. I did bring my clubs, though, in case there was a course near, but then I just didn't go because it's really hot here. Um, really hot. Yeah. Um, well, you didn't get to play golf, but you made me watch it. I did, yeah. And we're, I'm going to watch it when we're done with this podcast for a few hours also. It's the final round. Oh, good. They're back for the first time since they went away like three months ago. And, and I'm very happy because I like Jordan Spieth, and he's up near the lead. So I'm very happy about that. Um, and then two weeks ago, I did golf, but we don't need to talk about that score because it was really bad. <laughs> Was it over 100? Uh, if you would have, for, for 18 holes, I only played nine holes, but if you would have multiplied it out to get to over 18 holes, yes, it would have been. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so I'm currently at 86,866 words. Um, I'm actually up uh, 1,091 words from the last time we did a podcast two weeks ago. Um, However, I don't think that's from the editing as much as I added a copyright page, a join my mailing list page, a dedication page, and about the author page. And then I did an outline of the acknowledgments, but I haven't actually written that out yet. Um, Having like this brain block, I I feel like whatever I say isn't going to be good enough. You know, like it's not going to come across as thankful enough for all the people that have helped. Um, So I've been kind of putting that off. the prequel right now is at 9,541 words. Um, I'm down 378. I finished my, my uh, kind of my self-edit of that, and I sent it over to mom, and she started working out. She's about 
oh, maybe like a third of the way done. And I'm sure she'll get that done this week. It, it will probably only take her two days. Um, it's only eight chapters, um, you know, just a little over a thousand words per chapter. Um, I do have five new subscribers from the last time we did a podcast. So I'm up to 125 active and two unconfirmed. Um, and then my betas right now have chapters 11 through 15 and 16 through 20. So I'm sending them five chapters at a time. I'm only waiting for one more beta to return their feedback for 11 through 15. Um, it's technically due today, so um, I'm sure she'll get it done. And then uh, uh, 16 through 20 is due a week from today, next Sunday. So how, how often are you sending the betas? Uh, every Friday, I send them five chapters, and then they have until the next Sunday to get it back to and me. And they're getting them back to you on time? That's Yeah. And these are people you know? Um, three of them I know. Um, two of them I know well. And then one of them is a friend of an acquaintance. Um, I probably wouldn't know her if I tripped over her on the street. Um, but I see her name like on Facebook pop up. And... The reason I chose her is because I know she's a, an avid reader, um, and her feedback is by far the most constructive, most helpful. What kind of feedback do you get? Um, so I ask questions like, you know, do you see any? Um, now let me pull, let me pull up the form. Yeah, because I didn't do I didn't do beta readers um, for mine. I tried to. That's why I ask a few of people you know. I tried to do that with some people I know. And it was really more about them just reading it because they know me and they said they would and they wouldn't. And I, I didn't expect anybody to get back to me in a specific set of time. And most of them didn't. And I think by the time I sent out the second batch, I just stopped dealing with it altogether. I didn't kind of go through it like you did where you put a, a almost like an application out there and you picked people. Yeah, I tried to make it, you know, kind of formal, I guess, to make it seem more like an actual job, you know. Um, I didn't want to be willy-nilly about it because then I thought people would be willy-nilly about sending their stuff back in. Um, so, for instance, let's see here. I asked, um, are there any characters you think could be made more interesting or likable? Um, did any of the romantic dialogue or interactions make you cringe? Um, were there any parts that confused you or frustrated or annoyed you? Um, did you lose interest during any part of your reading? Uh, do you feel there was too much description or exposition, not enough, maybe too much dialogue? Um, did the dialogue feel natural? Are you seeing any answers where multiple people are saying the same thing? A couple of times. Um, one of the questions that I like to ask is, did you understand all the words? Um, were there any words or phrases that you had to look up? And um, in the second batch, so chapters 6 through 10, there was one word that two of the four people said they had to look up. I'm going to leave it in there um, just because I think there's a 50-50 chance people will understand it or not. And if people are reading on a Kindle, you can just press and hold and a dictionary will come up. So I got to be honest. I'm a little bit nervous right now that we came in here and sat down on the floor and we have a chair between us with the microphone on it. And we had to bring my dog in because my dog doesn't like to go anywhere where I'm not. And he curled up next to you and not me. Yeah. Well, you know, when I sit in my big chair down in the office, um, he always sits with me. Yeah, it's a little I, bit. I really think he likes me better. I think it's probably true. <laughs> uh, he likes your big backyard better. I know that. Yeah, and he likes playing with Oliver, too. So now, are you? is that how you're going to determine, like, the things you change if multiple people? Yeah, I mean, I take everything that each one of them say into consideration. Um, and, if I, and if it's something that I was kind of iffy about or maybe something that mom commented on as well, um, but only one of my betas commented on it, I might go in and adjust it a little bit. Um, but I'm not going to change everything that they say um, just because they're, they're one person, you know, um, not the end all. But I really am enjoying their, their feedback. Uh, I, I do like the process a lot. So um, anyway, so that's my stats. Um, as far as news goes, my computer is usually on my desk um, where I'm looking out the correct part of my glasses, but right now it's like a little low. And so I, my, I have these uh, progressive lenses now because I'm old. Not as old as you though. Right, well when I hear progressive, I think casino, so. Oh, I think insurance. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Anyway, uh, my news. So my pre-order started on Tuesday. Guess how many pre-orders I have? 
I mean, if I was to guess, I would say, now I know your friends, I know how they joined my list um, really fast. I would say something like 15 or 20. Well, I have 36. That's impressive. And you're selling, and this is at full price. That's one thing that I did yeah. not do. Mine was 99 cents. So if I made 36 sales, I made like 10 bucks. Yeah, but, I've made almost 85. Yeah, you're catching me really fast. And here's the thing I didn't realize, and I'm sure you've said it, but I can't, everything you say cannot sink into my brain. Um, I can I could only set up a pre-order for the digital, the Kindle version, not the paperback. And I've had at least 20 people say to me, I'm going to wait for the paperback. So um, I love that I have 36 pre-orders that don't include um, paperback. I probably know 25 of those 36 people. I may know some of the other 11. I'm just not sure. They're not people who said, hey, I pre-ordered your book. Um, are you gonna Are you going to do what I did, which was order them at cost from Amazon. It cost me like six fifty to print one and then sell them to you, sell them to them by hand. You actually make more money doing that. Yeah, because I want to do a book signing here in Georgia and I also want to do one in Ohio. And so I want to make sure I have, you know, 20 to 30 books on hand at that time. Um, and if I don't sell all of them at the book signing, I mean, I can take them to my chiropractor and, yeah. you know, sell them there. But um, Well, you talked up the, the whiskey lady. I did. A couple days yeah, ago. Yeah, we went to the liquor store um, because my summer obsession is red, white, and berry. I love it so much. And so we went to the liquor store, and the lady behind the counter, um, she was ringing me up. And I just kind of casually said, hey, are you a reader? And she says, oh, my goodness, I love this the uh, Janet Ivanovich books. And I'm like, well, have I got a book for you? It's not like Janet Ivanovich, but it's really good. Yeah, that's <laughs> something that I struggle to do. I can't. <laughs> I'll walk around with people and they'll mention my book and I'll be embarrassed. So yeah, I don't. I have a, I had a t-shirt made. Um, it's black and it has, you know, kind of like a picture of, a, of open books on it. And um, it says, Lindsay Evanoff, author. Under that it says, I write books my dad won't read. And then I think it has my website on it, but I, I don't remember. But anyway. You wear it every day. Well, <laughs> I, well not every day because I don't go anywhere. But um, the other day we did go to the chiropractor. And I wore that shirt, and then Jeremy wore his new author podcast shirt. So we're face down on the chiropractor's table, and he's looking at my shirt, and he said, what's the significance of that last name? Because I use my maiden name. And so then Jeremy started telling him about my book. And next thing I know, he says, if you have anything that you want to leave on my counter, go ahead. So I left some business cards. Yeah. So fingers crossed. You're, you're way better upselling than I am. Yeah, well, I talk to people more than you. That's a good point. Um, although you talk more. I think if we counted the number of words each of us said in the day, yours would well exceed mine. I've always said that if I know a person, then I will talk their ear off until they walk away from me. That's why I do this podcast, because I want to talk about re my books, but nobody ever wants to listen. But if I don't know you, walking up and approaching you is not where I'm, that's not oh, my, yeah. I don't want to do, do that. that all the time. Yeah, I don't do that. Um, okay, so back to my pre-orders real quick. Um, I'm also doing a pre-order giveaway. Every Tuesday, I'm going to do a drawing. So I simply ask people to, when they pre-order, uh, email me a copy of their receipt, and then they'll get one entry. And if they do a screenshot of where they shared it on their social media, um, they'll get four entries. Um, and I have quite the um, the little folder in my in my mailbox um, of people who did email me their receipt and their social media shares so I need to um, get those together on paper and get ready for Tuesday's drawing I'm really excited about that so I think I need to put another reminder out on social media though because I do have some sales uh, in the last couple of days but I haven't received copies of receipts so I want to ask you mm -hmm. you posted on Facebook like every day leading up to your release mm -hmm. like every single day mm -hmm. and I don't, you didn't do it very much on instagram or twitter you did some some of those but it was facebook like every day like i would open facebook and there's another post did you ever think when my friends are gonna get tired of seeing this and they're gonna unfriend me and if yes. they do you care no okay i don't think that my friends would unfriend me um i think they would get tired of seeing it but just scroll past it which is fine um if they pre-ordered then they don't need to see it if they haven't pre-ordered it was just another reminder that they need to get on the ball get on the ball like it's their duty <laughs> it is as my friend it is their duty right um so anyway uh do you remember me telling you about the book trailer people i sent a message to the, the this person 
and um, she got back to me and said, yeah, send me a synopsis and your cover. So I sent that off and then she wrote back, it was a Thursday and she said, I'll have something to you within 24 to 36 hours. And you and I had talked on the podcast, I believe about was that working day hours, was that weekend hours? Um, Monday, I still hadn't heard anything. It was Monday afternoon. So I just sent her a quick message and said, I hope everything is going well. If you need any further information, please let me know. I didn't hear anything back. A couple of days later, I said, is there a problem? You know, what's going on? I haven't heard from you, nothing. And then Thursday, I wrote back and I said, it's been a week. If I don't hear from you in 24 hours, I'll hire someone else. Um, and I never heard back. So I went back onto Fiverr and I searched around for, you know, book trailer people. Um, and I found one that had a link to their portfolio. So I went to the portfolio and I was like, wow, these are amazing. I didn't really see any in the romance genre, but they were really good. And um, then I remember you telling me that you emailed me a link to your Fiverr person who did your book trailer and it is the same person. Yeah, so, that works out well. It does. So um, I sent off, you know, the, the synopsis and the cover and um, they're due to give me something on Tuesday. So fingers crossed it works out. Um, what else do I have going on in the news? Oh, I was able to squeeze into our editor's calendar June 29th and 30th for the prequel. I sent her an email and I said, hey, I have this, you know, 10,000 word novelette. Um, is there any chance you can get this done this month sometime? Because on July 6th, I want to uh, give it to my subscribers for free. And then maybe two weeks later, I want to get it up on BookFunnel in a promo and try to get some more subscribers um, you know, before the actual September 1st release date. Yeah, you'll have fun with that. If you think refreshing your screen every four seconds to check your, your pre-orders to see how many you have is yeah. fun, wait until you start refreshing your Marilite every four seconds to see how many new subscribers you have. <laughs> I hope I get some. Um, I, I, uh, I got the book cover for my prequel um, from James at Humble Nations, and it actually has my name on it this time, which is nice. Last time I got something from him, um, it had your name on it. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah. I I, well, maybe. Um, I created a book brush Facebook movie image, and I have a feeling you're going to talk more about that, so I'm just going to let that go. I did boost that post on Facebook to friends and family. That was on, or I'm sorry, friends of friends, and that was on Friday. And um, as of 8.30 this morning, it reached 616 post engagements. Um, I'm sorry, 616 people. Post engagements are at 433, but I've only had one click. So I repeated that same post um, and I boosted that one and it's gonna go to the audience of my choosing, which is like females between 18 and 65 plus, you know, if they watch the Hallmark channel, if they're, you know, single, married, divorced, separated, whatever. I just kind of clicked everything I possibly could. So um, I have a little competition going between those two to see which one is going to do better. Friends of friends or this kind of, I don't know, category of people that I chose. I think um, I was watching Mark Dawson's Facebook ads um, earlier. I think last week I was watching it. <clears throat> and I think he mentioned that you can, so post engagements I think means people that watch the video, or I don't know if it means people that, I guess they somehow engaged with the post, uh -huh. but I don't know what that means. Does it mean it was on their screen for some period of time? But I know you can go back and I think you can retarget people who watched the video for like more than three seconds or more than X amount of seconds. And, and maybe that's something that you want to look at also. Or I wonder if they clicked on my Facebook page. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really know. Um, I'm just watching the numbers. I'm actually on my ad page right now. Um, it looks like, so this says the original one it's reached 687 and then under that or next to that it says through play so maybe you're right if they watch the whole thing through yeah that's 370 but now that's a really short video because it's just a yeah. repeating it's like a 30 second repeating well, thing yeah i wonder if they watched all 30 seconds because it's re if it's repeating 10 times three seconds each i wonder if they watched the whole thing yeah i don't know yeah. i don't know the other one just started um maybe two hours ago three hours ago and it has 34 through plays. I was trying to find, um, so the original one, I still only have one click. Um, I don't where, where does the click take them? 
to uh, the Amazon pre-order page. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't. I really don't know. I don't. I think it look actually. It looks like these numbers at the top of my screen are these are the two ads Combined. added together. Yeah. yeah. So the first one, the reach is six hundred eighty-seven. The second one that just started is eighty-eight, and then my total reach is seven seventy-five. So I think that'll be a good way, you know, to keep track of, of what's the percentages. going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So mm. I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping to get more clicks. I only have one so far, um, but a few more would be nice. Uh, what's going on in your news? Um, so everything that I do is like not all my news is like non-writing. Um, just the, how it's been for the last few weeks that we've talked. Um, number one, I ended up getting to 600, as I said, mailer light people, which is what I wanted. So now I guess I'm off to 700 now. Um, I have a book funnel promo that runs May 15th to June 15th, which is tomorrow. And there are 158 books in it. Uh, let's see, I have 354 clicks and 168 claims. So I'm a little under 50%, which is fine, I guess. I was hoping for it to be higher than 50% like I have been in the past, but this one's a little bit lower. I joined another book funnel promo that starts tomorrow, and um, there's 195 people in this one. This is going to be the biggest one I've ever been a part of. It runs for another month, and basically it's just somebody creating a fantasy and sci-fi promo every month, because the one I'm in now is called sci-fi and fantasy promo. The one I get into tomorrow is called fantasy and sci-fi promo. And I think it's probably the same guy creating the same one over and over again, which is fine. Um, and I'm really curious about this. I know um, Paul Teague has told me directly to my face, and he's also said on his podcast many times, for him, the things that worked the best were around 30 people, 30 books. They run for about a week, and those are what worked the best for him. And the ones that have worked the best for me are the ones that have hundreds of books in them and run for at least 30 days. And I wonder if there's some kind of a correlation to the more books you have, the longer it needs to run because I'm gonna send out at least two emails that mention this book funnel. And I'm wondering if people who click on it the first time, if they go back two weeks later, they may get other books that they didn't click on the first time. They may forget they clicked on it and scroll through and pick other books. I'm not sure yet, but I know that for me personally, the ones that have worked the best have been the ones that have more than 100 books that run for a month. The Prolific Works one had more than 100 books, I think, and it ran three months. And it was decent for me, as far as I know. Again, I didn't like Prolific Works because if you, you could click the book and get it without actually putting your email address in, which I didn't like, but I got a ton of clicks on that one. So um, I'm excited about this one that's starting tomorrow. Uh, the story origin one that I got in, I'm about halfway through it. That's been a bit of a disappointment for me. Um, there are, what, about 30, I think 38 books in that one. And I only have 16, 37, 48 books, 37 authors. And I only have 16 new email addresses from it over the last two weeks. And it's not as much as I had hoped. So I'm gonna kind of stick the book funnel. I'm gonna obviously keep Story Origin because it's still free and it's a great website. And I know if you if you get on it now, if you, even if you don't have a book out there yet, if you get on it now and you you play around with it now, I think when he does add prices to it, which I think is gonna be soon. I heard him in a couple interviews a couple weeks ago and he said he was gonna do it a, a couple months ago, but the pandemic hit. So he's waiting until that's over. And I'm pretty sure that if you're an, if you're an account holder now, when you get to, uh, when he gets to actually start charging for it, um, you can get grandfathered in at some better prices than people who aren't a member of NASA. I'm telling you, you should go sign up for it, even if you're not going to use it yet. And yeah. in fact, when you get your book back um, and you're going to put it on BookFunnel, you might as well put it on Story Origin also. It's it's free. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, I was kind of hoping <clears throat> that you would um, update my BookFunnel subscription for Christmas again. Or <laughs> kind of an ongoing Christmas present would be nice. Every year? Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Um <laughs> Let's see. They were very nice to me. They let me use the same Mark Dawson code for your account that I used for mine to yeah. get the discount. So I essentially used the same coupon twice. Yeah. And they let me do that. I don't know if they're going to let well, me do that Well, they also said what an awesome brother you that's are. True. And, and I, that's true. So, yeah. Um, let's see. Okay. So uh, do I want to get... Okay. So face... Oh, let's go to email real quick. So I have an email blast going out tomorrow. Um, this. So I did buy the one-year subscription to MailerLite um, last week, and I set it up now to do an auto resend um there was a, a speaking of paul teague he, he put out five consecutive um podcasts once a week as his last five under self-publishing journey and one of them i think the the fourth one i think was mailer light it's really good i've been using mail for like a year now about a year now and there was some stuff in there that i did not know about um the auto resend thing i'd heard about a few times but i never really understood it that much i didn't look into it because i didn't pay for the 
pay for the site yet. But the way that I set up my email that's going out tomorrow is uh, it'll go out tomorrow morning um, at 9, I think I decided 9.30 because that was, no, what time did I decide? How, how far back is London? Are they four hours ahead? Five hours, Five hours ahead. Mm -hmm. So I put it out there, I think at 7.30 so that people in the East Coast would be getting up for work and they could check their email. Yeah. People in London would be on their lunch break at work, I assume. I don't, is that how London works? They have lunch breaks from like 12 to 1? I, I, I went to school. I didn't work. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then um, people on the West Coast, it's still 4.30 in the morning so they could get up and see their emails. I try to avoid sending emails to people at times where they are either at work for a long period of time because I get emails at work and then I forget about them yeah. or I go home and I have a list of emails and I don't deal with I don't deal with them the same way I would deal with if I dealt with it the minute it came in so yeah. um, or sleeping the California thing for 4:30 in the morning I really had no other way to do it but I wanted to hit East Coast and London time at the right time so um, and then what it does is after I think that goes out Monday then on Thursday another email goes out to all the people who didn't open the first email I have different subject lines and I even have different body. Um, the subject line for numbers, I don't remember what, I actually don't remember what the subject lines were. I could open it up here um, as we speak. But what I did was I changed the body of the email where Monday, tomorrow I'm driving home from Lindsay's house. It's like 13 hours in a car. Hopefully it's 13 because I feel like it's going to be more. Um, and I said something like, if you're reading this on Monday when you got it, chances are pretty good I'm in a car. And I do a little bit to talk about my vacation. Um, Thursday, it's just going to be a recap of my vacation. So I changed the body around a little bit, but I left the links to book funnel and story origin the same. I left a picture of my dog the same. I do a picture of my dog in every single email. Um, I get responses from people on that. People tell me what a pretty dog and things like that. So I like. You mean, you mean the dog that's cuddling with me? Yeah, yeah, right the one now? that's uh, avoiding me right he's now. The like, person who feeds he's him. He's like uh, just pressed right up against mm -hmm. my leg here. Yeah. Oh, now he's rolling over. Yeah. Yeah, him. Yeah. Um, my old dog, your new dog, apparently. Um, so I have that going out next week. That'll be the first time that I actually do an auto resend. I'm really curious to see the numbers on the people who I who didn't open it in terms of will they open it when they get it Thursday? Because I have this feeling it's gonna be like 0% opening it on Thursday because they didn't open it the first time, but it just could be the same thing where, oh, I have a different time set up too. So yeah, I, that I, might make it. Yeah, so the people, when they get it on Thursday, they won't be getting it at the same time they got it on Monday. So the hope is that if for what if, if part of the reason they didn't open it on Monday was because they were busy, they were working, whatever, it's coming at a different time on Thursday. So hopefully that gets them to open it. About three months ago, four months ago maybe, I went through all of my Facebook posts and I wrote down the day and the time that I did the post. And then I wrote down how many people saw it. Really? Yeah. And I found that Tuesday at three o'clock got the most views on Facebook. I don't know if that will hold true with email, but whenever I do a, a Facebook post, Tuesday at three o'clock, it gets the most views. So I wonder if that would be considered all weekdays at three o'clock or just Tuesday? Well, it was Tuesday. Cause I did post, you know, over the last year, I've done posts many different days at many different times. Um, but the, you know, the Tuesday at three o'clock worked better than the Friday at three o'clock. So I can say that the, the subject lines that I use in the one that goes out Monday, the subject line is I'm in a car all day today. And on the one that goes out on Thursday, it's spark cover reveal book two cover reveal. Um, the hope was if there were people who didn't open it because they don't care about me mm -hmm. on Monday. But one thing I did not do here is I didn't mention freebies in the email. I say something like, I'm just doing freebies every time I do an email now. So just expect this section, expect the link to be here because I don't want to have to do freebies every single email. So yeah. the, the, the Monday one is personal. I'm in a car all day. We'll see how many open that. And then the one on Thursday is my cover reveal. So if they just care about the book and they didn't open it on Monday, maybe this will get them to open yeah. it on Thursday. I'll come back next week when we podcast with the stats for all of this to let you know who opened what. Keep in mind that the majority of my email list probably what do I have, 600? Probably 500 of the 600 people on my email list came to me based on these free promos. So they're not necessarily like big fans of my first book and they're mm -hmm. excited about my second book. Uh, the hope is I can kind of turn them into that. But right now, these are just free promo people for the most part. Um, I'm wondering, you know, one thing I wonder, and I'll have a test for this is, I have all these promos going, so 603 people are gonna get an email tomorrow. I could have 625 people by Thursday, so will it send to the people who weren't on my list Friday, I'm sorry, Monday when it got sent out, on Thursday when it goes out. That's something I'm, I don't know. I'm curious about. So 
Um, that's my email news. One, one other thing about Paul Teague's podcast, the MailerLite podcast, you should go back and find it. I'm going to link to it in the show notes. Um, he also mentioned something I didn't know about, which was uh, segments. Um, so what I'm going to do on July 4th is I'm going to put out an, a, an email alert to the people who are fan who are on my list for a year because my my book came out july 4th last year and i'm just going to thank them for being on my list for a year i may do that for like six months so send out an email to people who are for a year send out an email to people who have been on for six months and do like a segmented email blast so then everybody else so i'll send out a full email on july 4th i think i got to work this out in terms of dates but i'll send out an email um, right around july 4th and i'll try to segment it minute so the text will say one thing for people more than a year one thing for people more than six months and then one thing for everybody else so um that's something i'm, I'm gonna do in the future <clears throat> let's see i have to cough and i don't have a mute button so i'm just gonna cough so just mute your mute your listening device for three seconds <coughs> <laughs> unless you're in the car unless you're in the car yeah whatever so anyway okay now unmute I guess if you were muted, you didn't hear me say it. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so back to my promos. So I'm in the, I did the story origin. I have the new book funnel. Oh, Facebook ads. So let's talk about Facebook ads because I'm really, really heavy into Facebook ads right now. I'm doing a lot of experimentation. I really want to try to find audiences. I, again, this goes back to the things I said months ago on this podcast, which was I want to be ready for book two. I want to know everything I need to do in book two. For example, I know when book two comes out, Bargain Booksy is going to promo, promo my book because Barbara Booksy has been awesome for me the two times I've used them. Um, so now I'm learning Facebook ads and I'm doing, um, so two weeks ago, I did a, uh, we did a Facebook ad that was for my, uh, my, Amazon, uh, my Amazon page, I believe is what it was. And it did okay, no, we, oh, I'm sorry, we did newsletter reviews, that's what it was. We did okay with it. Um, it ran for seven days. The audience was um, 18 to 65. Uh, we didn't understand at the time the and versus or when you're creating an audience. So we did something like Kindle. No, we did ebook fans and or fans of Lost or fans of Back to the Future. Hmm. I think it's what we did. It might have been time travel fiction, actually. But we did something like that. So then what we did is we went and created two more ads last uh, yesterday. This one, one of them is going to point to my uh, my book funnel landing page and require emails so that I can get more email subscribers. But the other one is actually going to point to my Amazon book with the idea of getting sales or pagers. I'm going to compare the two and just see what happens. But what happened before all of this, we did this on Saturday. On Thursday night, I was sitting on your back porch in the dark uh -huh. watching golf. No, I was watching uh, Rift Tracks, yeah. Birdemic, one of the greatest movies of all time. And by greatest, I mean worst. And <laughs> um, I learned Book Brush. I had subscribed to it a week before and, and didn't understand it that well. I was trying to go through it. Didn't understand... Um, um, what's it called when you delete the background transparencies mm -hmm. couldn't get any of that stuff to work and then I stumbled upon a video on YouTube by Michael Laron where he showed how to create book brush Facebook ads and everything like really kicked it uh, fell into place and I created two really really amazing ads and I think I'm gonna put them in the show notes and I'll put yours in there too I'll put yours in the show notes your, your ad in the show notes People can see what, what yeah. we created with Book Brush. Yeah. And those are the ads now. So the, the, the Facebook I did la ad I did last week was just uh, my cover for Origins. Well, the cover is the wrong size. It was cutting off the top and the bottom. It really wasn't that good. I ended up getting 12 new subscribers. Um, it was at 21 cents per click, which the ad that, that we did two weeks ago, which just promoted my website, was like 62 cents or 80 some cents a click. It was really high. But this one was 21 cents a click per click. I'm really happy about that. And now I want to see what these book brush ads do. So next weekend I'll report on the stats for both of these, these book brush Facebook ads we did. They're both running for seven days. One points to my uh, book funnel landing page to try to get email clicks and the other one points to my book. And I'm actually getting page reads and I'm getting sales. Not very many, don't get me wrong here. I'm not, I'm not breaking into the top 10, but I am getting page reads that I wasn't getting before. So that's, that's really good. That makes me think I, I might want to do another one with my prequel cover um in that kind of that 3d effect that you did something like that and maybe boost that one as well to get subscribers like point that one to my website to get more subscribers um yeah you really should have one i think that gets you subscribers yeah, too yeah yeah i think it's maybe a good I'll idea do to, do, to do your pre-order to try to get sales and do the the definitely to do the prequel to, yeah. to, to try to get subscribers yeah i think i'm gonna do that today 
Because you could do like a coming soon. You could do two of them. You could do a coming soon. Well, the yeah, the prequel right. is more like if you subscribe to my newsletter, you get right. this for free. Gotcha. So. Yep, that yeah. would work. So, um, so I'm really excited about Book Brush. I actually went in yesterday, um, and I created. Uh, let's start talking about my book covers. I ended up getting three new book covers. Um, two for my trilogy, my prequel novella trilogy, and then I got my, my book cover for from Stuart Bache from for book two which i'm really excited about i know it's not the one that you like because you like the other one yeah um, but i mean i see your point i see why you chose the one that you did but i feel like the other one maybe like matched the first one better yeah it definitely matches it better and but it stands out it's got this really reddish pink yeah, it's like dominant a color. Yeah, it's like this dominant color. And then if I go to like the top 100 books on Amazon, like top 100 time travel or top 100 dystopian, and I start scrolling through them, the ones that catch my eye are the ones that have that really bright color. So what I might end up doing is if this book cover does really well and I really like it, there's a chance down the road I could get the book cover for book one redone. Oh, yeah. And I really love the book cover for book one. Yeah. That makes me think, um, on the 20 Books of 50K site, um, there's someone who posts different genres. Why is this not genre selling? Have you seen those? I, I haven't. Okay, um, it's like once a week or something. And um, the other day, it, it's, it's like this bright red background that said, why is my steamy romance not selling? And I was like, oh, well, let's find out why, you know, let's find out what people are saying. And then, you know, I can use that information for my book. And, um, the first person who posted said, I, I can't figure out why this is selling. Here's the link. And like 35 people responded and said, you know, you need to work on your blurb or you need to do this. But most of them all said, what I like best about your steamy romance cover is that it's not just a bunch of skin. It's different. It's not your typical. And that's what caught their eye about. It. And I was like, hmm. Mine isn't skinny either, so I was pretty excited about that. Although what the cover people will say, I saw Stuart Bache talk in Scotland last year, and what he'll say is the the reason that you see so much skin is because that is what sells. Mm -hmm. But then you then you say what you just said, which was, well, what if I stand out? Yeah. Well, that might stop people's stop people while they're scrolling and go that because it's just different. Yeah. But if it's different to where it doesn't tell what the book is about, or maybe it even it gives off some vibe that the book isn't the genre they yeah. think it is, then they're not going to buy it. So Right, yeah. It's, I mean, it's definitely kind of like a good with the bad, mm -hmm. but I, I I was hesitant to agree to this cover um, while we were creating it because it is different. It's not just a shirtless man. Um, but the cover just goes so well with the story. So I'm going with it. Um, so if you go to my website, if you just go to jerryabinoff.com and click on the, I guess it's probably the 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 books page or the yeah I think there's a books link at the top you'll see all six books and five of them now have covers instead of just two which is what we had before but I did go into book brush yesterday or the day before yesterday and I created like 3d versions of my cover it was so easy I mean it was like one or two you upload your book cover and then you just pick a template and hit the button and now you have and you just saved in your computer the 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 account I have has 10 video downloads per month which the ads that we're making are animated. They're kind of animated. They have like a, a, a video that, that loops. And I get 10 of those per month, and I can't imagine I'll ever use more than just a couple per month. Yeah. Um, and then the pictures, though, are unlimited. You can create as many pictures as you want from your covers. The one thing I want to do is when my other two books are done in the novella trilogy, I want to create a 3D version with like the three books back to back, like tilted to the side, yeah. back to back. I saw somebody do that in the demo a couple days ago. It was really cool. but. Um, yeah, check out the Michael Laron video if you're if you want to know about Book Brush and how it works. It's so easy, um, and it's so worth it. I, I never got it until a couple days, until that Thursday night, a couple days ago. How much it really is worth it in terms yeah. of creating really nice ads. They have templates for every single Facebook and Amazon and BookBub and all the different platforms where you're going to advertise. They have templates that give you the right size and yeah, everything worked really well with Book Brush. I'm really yeah, happy it with it. Super easy. I think I did mine in like four and a half minutes, and that's only because I. It was the first time I used it, so I was kind of, you know, playing around with it a little bit. So you did yours very fast because I went through and looked at the different videos and tried to pick which one I was going to use, and it looked like you kind of picked the first one you saw, right? No, you just, I went oh, you went through some. them. Yeah, oh, okay, I went good. through some. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So they let's just make see. it easy to use. Yeah, they really do. Um, okay, so that is my update. Let's quickly. I want to go into a financial update. 
I did pay off my car two days ago, which leaves me with just one item left on my debt repayment plan, and that's just a credit card. Um, and now the cool thing is I can just pump as much money onto that credit card as I was putting on all of my bills two years ago. Now I just put all that money on the credit card and get it paid off, hopefully within, within five or six months. But I do have three trips to Vegas now planned and paid for. I have three hotel, three different hotels, Bellagio twice and Samstown for, for 20 books in November. I have three flights that are already paid for. So that could, um, believe me, I'm not gonna go to Vegas and not spend any money because I <laughs> like to gamble. Um, and then also when I get to my addicted to, we'll talk about where some more money could be going and it might be kind of silly, but um, I don't care because it looks fun. Uh, so that is my financial update. Let's go into the, the recap of last week and really it's gonna be last two weeks. And I'm not gonna go through every single day because number one, I don't remember them. Um, I can just say that probably what I did two weeks ago every day was work, golf on Tuesday. So I worked through lunch on Tuesday, worked on my book at lunchtime. Friday, I worked until 11 a.m. I had car issues. Um, I picked up my car, I know, at some point during the week. Oh, that was the week. Okay, that was the week. Okay, now I'm remembering. That was the week where every single night, Monday through Thursday, after work, I had to go somewhere. Monday, I had to go to Pet Boys get my golf clubs out of my car because I, I was still driving my dad's car because my car was still broken. Tuesday, I golfed after work. Wednesday, I went to Pet Boys again to pick up my car. Thursday, I went and met a guy I work with about halfway between us to give him all the golf stuff because I wasn't going to be there. Really, it was really just golf that kind of, <laughs> in fact, all four of those nights had to do with golf, strangely <laughs> enough. Friday, I started driving. So on Friday, I drove to Columbus, um, stopped at a buddy's house for a couple hours and hung out with him. And then I drove to your daughter's house in Dayton mm -hmm. and I stayed the night with her, mm -hmm. uh, her and, and uh, her boyfriend. And Saturday morning, I got up bright and early. I left her house about 8.30 and I drove. I got to your house, what, about 5.30, 6 o'clock? I don't even yeah. remember. Yeah, it was about 5.30. I only stopped once, let the dog run around. Your daughter gave me, Paris gave me a um, travel um, dog bowl slash doggy bag, yeah. poop bag type thing. So that was really came in handy. I used that. When we stopped at McDonald's, um, me and Max ate exactly the same thing, which was a double hamburger and fries. He had his own and I had my own. Um, and then we drove the rest of the way. It wasn't that bad of a drive. It was kind of boring. A lot of highway, a lot of going fast on highways through mountains with some traffic, but there wasn't, there was a couple spots where I hit road construction. One of them, I ended up getting backed up about an hour, which kind of yeah, sucked. That was south of Atlanta. No, there was, a, no, that, that one was only about 20 minutes. Oh. There was one in... I think it was Tennessee, and it turned out that it, was a, it wasn't construction, it was a car accident. Oh. Um, and then Atlanta wasn't bad when I went through it, um, but you know, it was okay, I guess. Um, let's see, and then every day here, we get up in the morning, I work yeah. you know, at your desk. You sit in your big chair, and I sit at your desk. And um, I work seven to four, I take an hour lunch when I write. Um, we and, both talk to ourselves, so yeah. that can be a little interesting, because I'm like, are you talking to me? No. Are you talking to me? No. <laughs> yeah, you'd think being down here and visiting, we would like have a lot of conversations, no, we but really we just talk to ourselves in the vicinity yeah. of each other. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, let's see, Thursday I did have my writer's club, so I, I hung back from dinner and met with them for a couple hours, then I went onto your porch and, and figured out book brush. Yeah. Um, but during the week, I mean, what I can, I'll say is the same thing that Lindsay would say that she does in the evenings, which was she goes over to her friend's house and eats dinner and watches 80s movies. I guess that's a pretty good way to go through life, to be honest with you. I mean, yeah. I'm okay with it. Yeah. So uh, we're doing the podcast today, and today is my birthday, and we're going to celebrate that with pizza and wings and ice cream cake, and I'm pretty happy about that. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then tomorrow, I'm going to jump in my car and drive home. And I think you get to pick the movies tonight. So oh. it's your birthday. You, get, you got to pick dinner and your cake, so you get to pick the movies. So you have to start thinking about that, too. I want to pick Riff Tracks movies. I want to watch Birdemic. <laughs> How do we get those on Amazon? They're on Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. Um, I want to watch Birdemic live. And see, I think you guys would actually enjoy watching Birdemic because it's a really terrible movie uh -huh. and it's not boring. It's, it's Is it something that the kids run through? Yeah. It's, no, there's, okay. there's one scene where she's in. So this guy, James Wynn, who makes these movies, he always has one um, date night that leads to sex scene. So they always cut to the girl who's usually her. The guy is wearing shorts, no shirt. The girl is wearing a bikini. Yeah. That's how he leads into sex in his movies. And so there's one scene where she's in a, well, I guess it's brawn underwear. I don't remember. Um, but Birdemic's a good one. But the other one I'm not sure of yet because I want to watch another one. Yeah. I wish I would have brought, because I took, you know, Star Wars 
and um, and I, I synced up the, the riff tracks uh, uh, commentary because they can't they can't put it out there because they can't sell the movie rights, but they can sell an MP3 that you you sync up. And if I'd brought Star Wars, we'd watch that, but mm-hmm. I didn't bring those with me. Um, so I don't know what the other one will be. Well, yet. let's just say now that we'll we'll plan to watch the riff tracks, but if it's horrible, you might get vetoed on your birthday on the, the second, second one. Movie. All right, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, let's watch Birdemic. It's the live version. It's really funny. There's a great short about a guy named Norman at the beginning of it that's hilarious. So yeah, we'll start with Rift Tracks Birdemic, and then maybe from there we'll go to something else. Either yeah. an 80s movie that'll have Chevy Chase in it. Oh, maybe Three Amigos. You guys already watched that, right? Yeah, but I'll watch it again. All right, so maybe and Three again. Amigos. And again. And, or, or maybe we'll do another Rift Tracks. We'll see how this goes. Because you know what it is, but you've never seen it. Well, I can glance up at your computer, yeah. and I'm like, what are you watching? You were laughing at when I was watching a couple days ago. I heard you laugh at that. Out on the back. No, that was in the office. Yeah, is that, that what you were watching? That I was I watching Birdemic. No, in the office. I don't remember which one it was, but you yeah. laughed at it. Um, and then maybe we'll, we'll talk about the second movie yeah, afterwards, yeah, yeah. so that's fine. Um, so my last two weeks, uh, do you notice how many times I've said so? I've said it a lot. Today. Oh, I haven't noticed. Oh, gosh, it's terrible. Anyway, the last two weeks have been pretty much the same for me. Every day I write. Um, we go to Anna's house around 5 and have dinner and watch 80s movies. Um, I taught between one and four classes every day. I'm not going to go back because you probably don't even care about that. Um, um, during the last two weeks, I finished mom's edits of draft six. I finished the revisions of the prequel and sent that over to mom. Um, I went through draft seven and I did a lot of this last night and I took out words, um, just looked like just as one of my most hated words. And I had it in my book, a hundred and set was it hundred and forty one or hundred forty two? Yeah, it was a ridiculous amount. It's funny that you hate that word. And you've been telling me you hate that word for a long time, but then like you go back and you look at the book yesterday and you have it hundred and forty yeah. times. It's it's almost like it's subliminal. You're typing it and not realizing. Well, it. I think I say it, you know, a lot mm. when I talk, and so sometimes when I'm writing, I'm just writing what I would say. Anyway, I went through and I just took out some of those. Um, Vivian Reese likes to call them dirty words. Um, so I, I took out a whole bunch of those and then I also did another word cloud and I took out words that I used repetitively or phrases that I use repetitively and try to switch it up. I don't want people to read my book and think, oh God, she's using that word again. Um, so that was fun. And then this morning I went over to Anna's and I printed out, um, the book twice, once on green paper in Comic Sans. And then once on pink paper in another font that I can't remember the name of it. Why? Well, she's going to take one and I'm going to take the other. Um, From what I understand, a good thing to do when editing is to print it out and look at it on paper and change the font as well. Because then you're kind of seeing it differently than you would see on your computer screen. And you're better able to find spelling errors or extra spaces or, you know, punctuation that's wrong or whatever. Um, so I'm going to do one copy. She's going to do the other. And I, I triple spaced it or double two and a half spaced it, whatever. Um, so that we have some room to write in the margins. Um, and then we're going to switch it out and, and then, you know, she'll do the other color and I'll do the other color. And then I can use that as a draft as well. I, I really want to give the editor as clean of a copy as I possibly can. Um, I realize I'm paying her, you know, what is it per word? Um, but I don't know. And I have time. That's the thing. It doesn't go to the editor until July 20th. Um, and then I publish it on September 1st. So I have plenty of time to kind of go over it and go over it and go over it. Yeah. It's like brushing your teeth before, before you go to the dentist. Yeah, exactly. You know, they're probably fine and you're probably, I always feel like I'm depriving the dentist of, of their work. But they probably appreciate the fact that, you know, I don't smell like chicken quesadilla and, you know, have little bits of bacon between my teeth. So. Yes. I don't want to have bacon between my words there you when, go. when C gets it. So um, I just did that this morning. I'm going to put it in some binders um, and and get that going. Um, as far as running lists of future things to do, I still need to make a Google form for my street team. I'm feeling a little guilty about it because I put out so much like, hey, do you want to be a beta? Hey, pre-order. Hey, do this, do that. And now I'm like, hey, can you advertise for me? Um, so I've been putting that off. I, I'm not sure how I'm going to um, kind of move forward on that. Um, but today, I'm going to subscribe to Plotter. Um, 
Alex Newton did a webinar called Better Stories in Less Time, and it was kind of like a how-to with Plotter. And he... Uh, did you watch it? Not yet. Oh, okay. Um, that's on my list of things. Okay. See right here it says, which is on my list to watch. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but that's we got awesome. a 20% off coupon. Uh, so I'm going to sign up for that today. Um, I want to watch it today. Maybe I'll do that while I'm three-hole punching. Um, so those are my running list of future things to do. What about you? So mine are the same as they've always been. Um, although I will make a little change to one. I have the mailer light automation sequence, which I am going to do. I've done a little bit to it so far. But one thing I need to do is I need to learn. Um, and I, I don't know if I have this on here yet. Okay, I didn't say this earlier. I need to learn landing pages a little bit better in either mailer light or I guess somewhere. What I want to do is I want to start keeping track of where subscribers come from. So I have Facebook ads that point people one place and I might have um, uh, the, the, the promos that might point people one place. And then I have like in the back of my book, go here to sign up for my mailing list. And I'm really curious where people come from. And I, I know you're not really supposed to put like tracking links in your links, but one way that I think I can do is by setting up different landing pages and pointing people to different places. And then I can look at the lists in MailerLite and know where people came from. So right now I have two lists. I have one that I call organic, which is people that signed up, you know, right before I uh, got rid of my book or put my book out there and people that sign up now on the Facebook ad that points them for the mail list. It points back to that organic list. The other list is for, I just call it origins list. Cause that's my, that's what my novella is called. So every promo I do book funnel story origin, it goes, it, it, it puts them on that list. So right now I can tell where people are coming from. That's how I know I had 12 people from the Facebook ad we did last week that signed up because they went to my organic list. Um, but I want to set up a couple more and I, I don't want to overcomplicate it because you could, I mean, you could set up a, a separate list for every single thing you do. And that kind of could be, it, it would be a point where it's like you get all this data, but what really can you do with it? So I don't want to overcomplicate it, but I do want to have a few different lists, maybe Amazon, not Amazon, Facebook ads versus pro, uh, pro book promos versus back of the book, things like that. The other thing that it allows me to do is if I know somebody came to my list after they read book two, which is also an entry point to the series, I can direct them to book one if I want to. And I'm already planning for that because again, 500 of the 600 people are on my mailing list came from book promos. Um, the, anybody on my mailing list is going to get book two for free, but it's a really safe bet. They didn't read book one. So after I send out book two to them, Maybe a week or two later, I'm going to send out a link to book one and be like, hey, if you like book two and you didn't read book one, get it here. Mm. So I'm going to start working on different marketing strategies based on where people came from when they signed up for my list. And that goes along with the automation sequence that I'll have to create for each list. Um, let's see, create a web page for people who finished book one. That's something I'm going to have to do within the next couple months. Uh, newsletter swap. I'm looking back at newsletter swaps. I looked at some this morning. I, I have fear. This is you and I were talking about this. Did we talk about this before the podcast or, or, or recording today? I don't remember. I'm old. I'm, I'm a year older now and I forget things faster. Um, we, we talked about who talks to people easier, strangers easier. We talked about like half an hour ago so while, on, we're while we're recording. Okay. So you yeah. guys remember that. I apparently don't. Um, uh, I, I have this fear of sending a, a, uh, a sign up to someone on Story Origin for a newsletter swap where they're going to be like, dude, you have 600. I have like 1500. I don't want to swap with you. I doubt that'll happen. I doubt it. But I, you know, that initial, Hey, how are you? Always is the thing that scares me. It's probably why I'm still single. Um, <laughs> well, I wonder if, you know, you'll have people out there who are like, um, you only have 600. I remember when I was in your shoes and people like me who have 1500 were able to, you know, help yeah, me out. Pay so. it forward type thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's yeah. probably true. But, you know, I, I just, you still have to hit that button that says apply. And, yeah. you know, I think Story Origin actually has my, it's because of the API with that it's connected to my mailer light. It actually has my open rate and my click rate in there. And mine are bad. Mine are probably around, I don't know, 25 to 30% open rate and 10 to 20% click rate. But then when you go look at that newsletter swap, um, theirs are always really high. Like mm -hmm. there's, and, I, and it's probably because they've been out there longer they've um they've called their list a little bit to where they've gotten the people out that don't open things that that i haven't done yet because i'm not in their shoes yet so i'm gonna do it i just have to work up the courage to do it so um and then let's see patreon and autograph copies blah blah blah, whatever you've heard that before so let's get to the addicted too because this is fun this is i've spent so much time the last 
week and a half or so, I was watching different videos on golf, which I tend to do. There's a couple of like backyard hackers that I follow on Facebook because I like them. And I saw this one guy built an actual golf simulator in his backyard. Now that's something that just sounds super expensive to me. But I found a, a piece of equipment called an OptiShot Pro 2. It's $399, that's it. And that's all you need. You can connect that to your computer. You don't need a net. You can just swing your golf club across this empty tee and it will simulate you hitting the ball. Um, for $399, I don't know how accurate it is. It's probably not as accurate as the big expensive ones, but the videos I've seen, the reviews I've seen, say that it's actually really accurate, more accurate than people thought it would be. So what I wanna do over the next couple months is I wanna build a golf simulator either in my side yard or my backyard. I have this cement slab in my backyard where I used to have a two and a half bedroom apartment that was garbage, so I tore it down. It's 15 feet by nine feet. It's perfect uh, height and length and width for a golf simulator. Um, so the plan is to potentially build a spot for a screen and a net um, because I wanna hit into a screen. I don't wanna hit into nothing. Uh, take have a cart where I can put a laptop and a projector and I want to build a golf simulator it'll help me practice more it'll help me get better but it's also fun you can have like four people over and you can play I think it comes with 15 of the best courses they're like it's not called Augusta it's called Southern Pines or something like that because they can't the names are trademarked they can't use the names but it has like 15 great courses and you can buy more courses and you can actually play with your friends you can play as if you were playing those courses but more I want to try to get better at golf so that's something over the last week and a half, I have watched so many videos on YouTube about golf simulators, how to build them, how to build outdoor movie theaters for screens, to hang screens on, just all this stuff. So I'm really excited about that. That is my addicted to. How about um, how about you? Um, mine is basically just getting this book done. Um, I've actually been working a lot through the 80s movies. Um, yeah, that's, I, a, that's a pretty impressive that you do that. Yeah, um, I think, it, you know, the ones that I've seen... A whole bunch of times it's a lot easier um, because like even in my office I'll put on like I said before the sound of music because I know that movie so well and it doesn't I, I just don't feel like I have to focus on it or even pay any attention to it actually um, so really that's my only thing yeah I tried I took my laptop over there a couple times and I know one time I actually had it open before we started watching the movies. Yeah. And then I had one, one day I had it open during the first movie. But I really, I've seen Caddyshack 7,000 times, <laughs> but I still sat and just watched the movie. So yeah. I don't know how you do that. It's pretty amazing. Uh, I think maybe because I'm a mom and I just know how to tune things out. Yeah, that could be true. <laughs> um, this week, and I don't know if you noticed there how many times I used the word manuscript. I That's the first time I've heard it. No, in the outline. Oh, I didn't see. Oh, anyway. Um, so tomorrow I have two classes in the morning and then I'm going to read the printed manuscript. Uh, Tuesday I have three classes and I do the first pre-order drawing. So I need to figure out, like, am I going to post that to all my social media? Like, how am I going to go about this? Um, but then I'm going to read the printed manuscript. Uh, Wednesday I teach four classes. Again, printed manuscript because that's your favorite word. Um, Terrible word. It's like saying my writer's journey. I hate that too. <laughs> Thursday, I teach three classes. I'm going to read the printed manuscript and um, get chapters 21 to 25 ready for the betas and create their Google form with their questions. Um, Friday, I have three classes. I'll read the printed manuscript. Saturday, uh, we have our Zoom call with our military friends, um, which is always fun. And um, there's there's three couples. There's us, there's the Wattses, and the Sackets. And, um, you know, Jeremy just recently came home shortly before him, um, the, the Sackett's husband, Doug came home and last night, uh, finally the last husband is home. Um, and everybody's pretty is excited he, about does that. Does he have to quarantine? He does. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 I think he's probably going to quarantine with the family. Um, he was quarantined basically where oh. he was, um, and his flights were basically empty and you know so i think he's going to quarantine with the family um so anyway uh sunday we do podcasts i always do laundry um it's father's day next sunday so we don't usually do anything real big for father's day um i do have a, a little father's day gift to send to our dad i need to remember to get that in the mail 
Um, but then I think I want to start plotting book two. Um, and, I, and you know, that's something I may do, you know, since I'm going to sign up for Plotter today, I may work on that a little bit here and there throughout the week. Um, but it, I really want to hit it hard next Sunday. So. He, um, he doesn't know yet, but for Father's Day, he might be helping me build a frame for a screen. Oh, so yeah, I'm that, sure that'll he'll be exciting. love yeah. that. Um, okay, yeah, so, he's going to like my present way better. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> You'll be the favorite kid for a day or so. Um, so today, after we're done here, I'm going to work on Chapter 17, which is writing from scratch. I only had three chapters I did not do anything on that I skipped past. I did one of them yesterday and today I'm going to do 17. 17 is this fight scene that I have to write. So it's in the beginning of the book. So it's like it's like three o'clock on the hero's journey chart, which means my character, she is still reacting. She's not proacting. So this fight scene is going to be a fight scene where imagine you're like in a little town and you don't know where you're at. You don't know what's going on and something attacks you. You don't know why it attacks you. Um, who who attacks you? You don't know what it is. And then you manage to escape, but it's not because of anything you did. It's more of an accidental escape because, again, I don't want her to appear strong yet. Um, now, imagine that that whole scenario is actually inside the the network of, a, of an Internet system. And it's not actually a person. It's like this woman who is like part of the network and she travels around on the wiring and she's going to get attacked by a computer virus, which does the same thing. I have absolutely no idea if that makes sense or how I'm going to write it or how it's going to happen yet. Um, today I went in this, I went in this morning. One of my favorite things about being here is going out on your back porch yeah. and turning the TV on and just keeping golf low and um, writing um, because it's like 75 degrees in the morning or the evening and I can turn the ceiling fan on above me and, and Max can run around outside as much as he wants. And I'm going to do that. I did that this morning and I, I started, okay, I'm going to write chapter 17. Well, one of the guys in my, uh, writers club many years ago gave me some amazing advice where he said write the fight scene the action scene in reverse mm. didn't know what it meant and then he explained it to me and now it's how i write every action scene which is uh, in the previous chapter or the chapter leading up to the fight scene i make sure i describe every single thing that's going to be used in the fight scene so if it's a room i describe the contents of the room so that in the fight scene when they start using the items in the room the reader's already been introduced to it and this is the same thing i I entered, I went back and I, I edited a chapter. I had like, I added like 300 to 400 words to a chapter where I described a bunch of things in her surrounding area and how she felt when she got there. And I made it a lot better than it was, which is cool. But now when I go to write the fight scene, the reader will understand a little bit more about what she is and, and why she's where she's at. And, um, and then why this thing that's attacking her is attacking her. So I did that. I ended up doing that this morning instead of writing the fight scene. <laughs> so today after we're done here, I'm going to go write the fight scene. What time are we going to dinner? Um, your, your pizza is going to be delivered at six. So we have four, I have about three and a half to four hours to do this. And I gotta be honest with you. I don't know if I can get it done in that time because I'm writing it from scratch and I'm kind of, I don't have in my head yet the outline of how the fight scene is going to go. So I have to work all that out while, all while I try to watch the, the final round of this golf tournament and Jordan Spieth <laughs> is in the lead and I love Jordan Spieth. So it's going to be quite interesting to see how this goes. Um, Tomorrow I'm getting in my car. I'm probably going to get up around four. I think I'm going to set my alarm for four. Um, and then I'm going to get up and shower real quick and then just leave. I'm, I'm guessing you guys will still all be asleep. What time do you get up tomorrow? Cause you have a class. Uh, my class is at five. So I'll be up at four. Oh, okay. So, Oh yeah. I'll just wait till you get up and then I'll yeah. leave. Um, and I'm going to drive for about 13 to 14 hours. It should only be 12. Well, I'll have to stop at least twice Yeah. and walk stopped, him around. Twice. And I'm worried about, I should get through Atlanta traffic before rush hour. If I leave at 4.30, that'll be yeah. 6 or so. So that'll be just maybe just starting rush hour. Yeah, sure. Once I get through that, I'll be okay. I know Chattanooga. Until you get to Cincinnati. Well, I'll go around Cincinnati. Oh, okay. um, and the, Cincinnati should be around 5 o'clock, I think. So I'll go around Cincinnati. You can, you can jump on 275, I think it is, and you can go in Kentucky and then drive around Cincinnati, get back on to 70. Get, I'll be getting on 71 from there. I'll come to 75 and then get on 71. Columbus. I'll probably go around Columbus. Yeah. I go around Columbus always anyway, except yeah. for the weekends I go around Columbus. Um, I'm, I'm assuming I'll get home around you know, maybe five to six, which is early enough in the evening to where I won't just go home and go to bed. Um, I'll have to do laundry, probably do. I might, maybe I'll do laundry today and here. And just yeah, get, we just have two more loads yeah. to go in. So We'll see. Uh, I did laundry like three days ago, so maybe not. Um, and then the rest of my week is back to a normal work week where Tuesday I'll work through lunch and then go to golf in the evening. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Now, Friday, I won't work a half a day because I'm taking a half a day vacation Monday to drive home. And then my my my, my uh, reduced work schedule, because we're on 10% pay cuts, will be the other half of Monday. So 
Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'll work 7 to 11.30. I'll do lunch until 1, and then I'll work till 4.30. I'll write at lunch as best I can. Um, Saturday and Sunday, I don't really have any plans other than write. Um, I'm going to try to go to Chick-fil-A and sit inside. They weren't open for people to sit inside when I was there last weekend. Uh, so I'm hoping that they're there this weekend. Um, and then work on the plans for this golf simulator. I'm going to work on that, and I'm also going to uh, write as much as I can. I'm, I'm, I'm nearing the finish point here of... I have 51 total chapters. Hopefully by the end of today, I'll have 34 of them done. That leaves me 17. Uh, only one of them needs to be written from scratch. The rest of them are just editing. So, uh, you know, another maybe month or so. I don't have to send it to the editor till August 10th. So maybe another month or so, maybe by the, the fourth week of July, the thir third or fourth week of July, I can get finished, go through it one more time and uh, get this thing off. Nice. So that is my week. We'll do the podcast on Sunday yeah. and then we'll start it all over again. Yeah. So. Sounds all right. That is, do you have anything else to add? I wanted to know, how many times have you gone to Moe's since you've been here? Oh, so I went Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and I'm going to go today as soon as we're done. No, I'm not. No, I'm not, because I don't want to I don't want to eat at 2 o'clock if we're going to eat at 6. Yeah. So I might grab something light in your, I'll probably root through your pantry. We have enough stuff in there. Yeah, you do. Sure. Um, so I, I went Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I love Moe's. You all know that as you listen to the podcast, I love Moe's. Um, and you have one like seven minutes from your house, which yeah. is amazing. And it, I, I told you, you have a Moe's and a Chick-fil-A and a Jersey Mike's all in the same plaza. I've never been to any of those places. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that if I lived down here, I would wear a path <laughs> from whatever house I lived in to that plaza because I love all those places. <laughs> well, there's an apartment complex right behind there. You could just live oh, in the apartment and walk. And walk. Well, I'd probably still drive. <laughs> um, Jersey Mike's, we have one in Cleveland near where I work. And the thing I love, I love their bread. But they, they, I always ask them, can you just heat up the turkey first? They don't normally do it, so they throw it in the microwave. And then they throw it on the, 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 the sandwich and they add bacon to it. And it's a perfect sandwich. It's so good. So You could always jog should, there. Yeah, I don't jog. I don't jog. <laughs> I, I, I apparently wore a shirt when I was like four years old or three years old that said, let's jog. And it's the last time that I ever thought about jogging. <laughs> Except for when I played baseball and I was supposed to run. I probably jogged then. Yeah, um, probably. Okay, so that is all I have. Um, yeah, so if you have any questions or comments for us, you can find me at jerryevanoff.com. Like I said, go check out my new covers if you want. You can see what a Stuart Bache covers look like. Um, that's my Spark Spark Book 2 cover is Stuart Bache cover. Um, and you can email me, jerry at jerryevanoff.com. Um, let's see, what else do I do here? Facebook, Jerry Evanoff author. I'm starting to do a little bit more on there than I have in the past. And on Twitter, I am jerrye25, although Twitter's really driving me crazy lately. So I go there, but I don't sit on it all day like I used to. It used to be just, that used to be the open browser on my mm -hmm. computer all day. When I wanted to do something on the internet, I would open a new uh, browser tab. And now it's like, I just close it because it's starting to annoy. Um, and then all my other stuff, Snapchat and what, Instagram, those mm -hmm. are in the show notes. You can find them there. Uh, you can find me at lindsayevanoff.com. Email me at lindsay at lindsayevanoff.com. I'm on Facebook, facebook.com slash author. Instagram at Lindsay Evanoff author and Twitter Evanoff Lindsay. So if you like our podcast, give us a review on the podcast page and until next week. Happy birthday to me. Thanks for listening to the new author podcast. Check back next week for another episode. And for more information, find Jerry at www.jerryevanoff.com and Lindsay at www.lindsayevanoff.com.